0: Kimberly here. This is Macabish, cults, classics, and horrors. We're talking films, series, books, and life, and we're starting right now. And our guest's name is Steve Merlot. Mm. He's a Canadian filmmaker. Excuse me, actually, musician. He has a school, music. This is his first feature, the Sawyer Massacre. It's a film fan for nice. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: That is awesome. It's so
2: exciting. Hello. Hello. hello.
0: This is what we want to know. Okay. For, we've had another person on here who um, helped create a fan film. We don't know how that works. How can you make a fan film? How's that legal? Like,
2: oh, we really the want to legalities know. Of it. Well, uh, <laughs> there are some legalities for sure um the biggest thing is we can't make a profit off the actual uh distribution of the film okay. uh, so all the uh the the money that goes into it just goes strictly into getting the film made and uh, getting the post-production done and you know you can pay for pay, pay your actors and all that kind of stuff but i myself as the as the uh producer and director and all that i can't make any profit off of distribution so um but yeah, I mean, lot, lot, I mean, there's so many fan films now that it seems to be a popular thing. But yeah, I mean, there's that those legalities.
1: Well, that's what's crazy to me because I see ones like uh, "Never Hike in the Woods" or "Never Hike Alone." Never Hike Alone. Yeah. yeah. It's like they sell the shit out of Blu-rays afterwards after their Kickstarters have been met. So it's like. It seems like they're making money off of those. it. it seems
2: w- they're like not. Re- the, the thing with that is they're not really making money off of it, though. They're making. Uh, they're putting it towards the next film that they're doing in their saga, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, there, okay. there's yeah, I know there's some there's there are ways around it, but uh, you know that them themselves are not actually making money off of mm-hmm. it. Which I mean, it's it, there is a fine line. I don't know. I don't know Vince uh, at all. I've never actually really connected with him on, on Facebook or anything like that. Uh, but uh, so I don't know exactly what he's doing, but I know that he's going for really, really high quality uh, films with these with these uh, low budget indies. And uh, so, I mean, that's why he's selling selling the shit out of everything. Yeah, know, yeah. So that he can he's make the next one. Mm. He definitely is doing a good job. Uh, and he's he's done very well. I, I, we're not quite at that level with this film, you know. I think he had something about like a hundred K budget for uh, for Never Alone. Like, it is, it, it is, but at, at the same time, you know, uh, indie films typically get made for like 300 K, uh, with a bit of studio backing <sighs> behind it, but they're indie studios, right? So, and, yeah. again, studio films make get made for like 20 million dollars and stuff like that, so right. uh. So it's not as crazy as you probably think. When you want quality, Mm yeah, you you gotta go. You gotta raise money to to make quality. Yeah,
0: that's true. What made you want to make this movie?
2: It's that's kind of a funny story. It's something that kind of took place over a a long period of time. uh Ever since I had seen the remake back in two thousand three. Mm -hmm. uh i went into that movie with very 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 high expectations i was you know i was pretty young at the time i was just uh 23 or so and uh for for whatever reason i thought that movie was gonna outdo the original and uh (laughs) i was always i was a big fan of the original at that time but i thought you know there's potential to do to do uh something you know even more and i thought that movie was gonna do it 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 really set up for me what could be a, a more disturbing film than the original especially with the way it opens uh, with the police footage and all that kind of stuff. I really felt like it was going to really intensify the di- disturbing factor that the original had. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I, I try not to be too hard on that, that movie, but uh, there was definitely certain things that really brought it down for me. Uh, and it just, it was, it was something that, you know, I had, was starting to get ideas of what I would have done at that time, and it, it took a while, but eventually I wrote a screenplay and uh, it wasn't very good at first, you know, it's uh, it was my first screenplay and, uh, you know, I I was having fun with it, but, you know, there were some ideas there. So I I reworked the screenplay, worked it until until I was actually satisfied because I knew always knew I, I was missing uh, something very key to it and i had to ask myself uh at, at a certain point what am i really adding to uh to the uh texas chainsaw massacre to to uh make it different and make it uh more disturbing but not the same disturbing that we saw from the original it had to be something different mm-hmm. in my eyes and it, it, i had to figure out what that was before i was ready to go forward with it and as once i had, had figured it out it it seemed to uh the script really seemed to write itself so it took a long time but uh by 2019 i I actually had something that i was happy with and that's when i kind of started uh rolling on this uh on the indiegogos and all that kind of stuff now is this uh like a full
1: feature you're planning or like a short yeah
2: it's a feature it's uh it's looking longer than i anticipated actually uh uh, so far, like, uh, the editor is maybe a little over halfway through the the footage, and he's cut together 56 minutes, I believe, at this time. So uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be some trimming, mind you, but, uh, you know, he's only halfway through, and he's at 56 minutes. We're looking close to two hours, so yeah, I'm soon. hoping we can get it cut down a little bit more than that. I'm, I'm hoping for around 90 minutes, but... Uh, Okay, but
0: if it's a good two hours we really appreciate
2: a good two hours. <laughs> have to, i have to be able to look at it and say you know there's you can't cut stuff you know right. you know if there's stuff that can be cut if there's fat that needs to be trimmed uh then we'll trim it you know it's it's mm-hmm. that and that's very very common in any film that you make that stuff needs to be cut and uh it's funny because we actually cut a lot during filmmaking due, due to our budget. We just didn't have enough money to, sh- to shoot a lot of stuff that was in the script. So we, we probably cut a good 10 pages out of the, out of, out of the script oh, wow. when we shot the film, uh, just mostly due to time. We just didn't have enough time. We shot the whole film in, in nine days. So it was, wow. it was very, very tough, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, uh, but you know even still you know we I, I still look at this and i, I look at the footage we have and i'm like i think we can cut this and i think we can cut we can definitely do trimming on some scenes for sure but it will be a feature <laughs> that's awesome man
1: it yeah.
0: is awesome i have to tell you guys how he even got invited on this show okay i started following him on instagram because i was like after seeing the um, Friday the 13th fan films, I'm like, you know what? I apparently am a fan film fan. I didn't know it was so serious. <laughs> so I started following him because, you know, I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, you know what? This could be awesome. Then he sent me, he sent the link to his YouTube live. And then I was like, all right, I'll check it out. It was cool. But then he was talking and his mic was muted.
2: I was talking for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I mean, where's the times? Indiegogo? <laughs> I'm donating to this. This is great. <laughs> that's hilarious. That m- me muting my mic is what, <laughs> you, wanna, you know, what? A, I, I'm definitely not the most technology prone. And uh, it's not the first time that's happened on, on, my, on my live streams. I don't know what it is. Uh, I forget to unmute the mic because I have my, My intro music and I don't want to have my my mic going well uh while that's going on so uh, and sometimes I just forget to unmute it when I when I put myself live you know so Right. Uh, it, it's a funny thing i know i've done it a few times now and I, I always feel like an idiot every time i do it but that's part of my
0: sense of humor i was like this is great i'm donating
2: well hopefully the mics weren't muted while we were filming <laughs> oh, oh my
0: god, god. That would be terrible. I
2: luckily i wasn't on sound you know we <laughs> luckily we had a professional sound guy on set and uh I, I mean that that kind of stuff was actually quite important to me to make sure that it looked good and it sounded good and Mm-hmm. and for the most part we had you know pretty darn good actors as far as i as far as i'm concerned uh considering the budget that we had and uh, it, we managed to get pretty darn good actors in that situation so uh yeah but it, it, i wasn't running sound so <laughs> <laughs> the sound should all be there <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well speaking of the look of it like I'm like a massive uh, Texas Chainsaw fan and like so obviously you are as well but like since there's been so many uh, Texas Chainsaw movies over the years there's been like the whole range of of flavors like different like tones and styles and everything like that so it's like what are you aiming for are you aiming more for like the gritty like original or are you aiming for more of like a comedic thing like the second one or like is there any of them that you kind of want to match the style
2: of definitely the original um a little bit of the remake because there were certain elements of the remake that i really really liked uh very very much liked and so there were there were some subtle things that i wanted to try to to get to, to capture a little bit of the remake but uh, at the end of the day you know i the original is the is the biggest inspiration for me and uh you know in earlier drafts of the script the cannibalism was super heavy in the uh in my script uh, almost to the extent uh like they did in the the uh prequel to the to the remake that it, you know cannibalism mm-hmm. was so uh blunt and i eventually kind of toned that back and uh, because i just i, I like the, the the way it's more subtle in the original because i mean the the cannibalism is never really fully said in the original yeah. it's just right. all of a sudden you know uh, it's there and uh you know but it's it's subtly subtly uh sprinkled throughout the movie you know sally in the barbecue uh, in the in the gas station looking at the 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 barbecue roasting in the oven you know we kind of focus on that but nothing is said it's just kind of implied mm-hmm. the the most shocking thing was when uh grandpa was sucking her finger that was probably the moment where it's like oh my goodness you know not only that these guys are cannibals but holy crap this guy's actually alive this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thought this yeah. guy was a corpse you know <laughs> but you know yeah. i knew i knew i could never recapture that so i had to find my own i had to find my own thing i had to to really dig deep and find my own thing and you know even when we filmed it the cannibalism is barely there now it's like it was in the Uh, script more but we cut a lot of the the cannibalism stuff out but it's suggested very subtly in our film because i really want to push this other element forward uh with the sawyer family which i obviously i can't tell you what it is otherwise spoil it but uh yeah but uh yeah that was basically it
0: could you tell Could you say is it like is it an expansion is it a prequel is it this is, it... is a
2: prequel yes it okay. is a prequel and you know maybe it maybe maybe it answers uh, some questions that people have it might <laughs> you know That'd be cool. it might it might add more questions at the same time and i almost feel like it should you know in, in a sense I, I i wanted to answer some questions that people could have had about the original but also add some new questions that maybe the original ant- answers a little bit. Uh, for example, you know, uh, Grandpa, who was Grandpa? You know, I think mm. uh, we <clears throat> we dove into Grandpa a little bit in, in our film. Uh, it's it's enough time before that uh, we felt like it was very possible that Grandpa could talk. So uh, Grandpa has dialogue in our film. Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. yeah awesome. and actually when we did the original promos we actually had uh our, our promo teaser we actually had original grandpa john dugan voice grandpa in the in the teaser. <laughs> no way Well, oh, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh.
1: awesome
2: yeah unfortunately we couldn't get him in the film but you know i really wanted to but uh mm-hmm. even if we could have afforded him he's got uh he's got so many ties ties to kim Hankel. he felt like it would mm-hmm. it would not be yeah. a good idea yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I totally understand that well, that
1: must have been super difficult to, uh, like, filming, like, a period piece. Like, what is it, 50s,
2: 60s, something like that? 60s, yeah. Man. 1965 is when it takes place. It was really tough, oh. uh, especially on the budget that we had, you know. And, you know, some people will look at a budget. We had, we had just under 30K as our budget, mm-hmm. which seems like a lot to some people. But it, it really isn't when you think about all that we had to do uh, with the vehicles, the time period vehicles, mm-hmm. we, needed, yeah. we actually needed five. So I was really trying to outsource, uh, time period vehicles for free if I could, or for gas money whatever. And, uh, you know, it, before the shoot, we had seven people lined, we had seven different vehicles lined up and, you know, a few days before we lost two of them and we're down to five. So I thought, uh, okay, well, we still have the five that we need. That's good. Um, but hopefully we don't lose any more. And then we lost more. <laughs> we oh, actually man. got, you know, the day before we, we shot the night, I actually the night before we shot uh, mm-hmm. for our first day, we were down to two, two period vehicles, mm. and it was
1: oh, you know, it was
2: really bad. And there's a long story with that uh, that uh, was just a nightmare. It was it was it was a factor that you know so much was going against us but uh we pulled through and i i did some reworking in the script and uh i got it to the point where i figured out how to pull it off with three time period vehicles uh so we're down to two Mm -hmm. but uh, i had to figure out how to get a third so during the first uh pretty much during the first uh, during the morning of our first day i was on the horn trying to find somebody who's got a vehicle and we finally managed to find somebody. Uh, couldn't get it there for that day. But uh, we could. We were able to work around that day. And we managed to get it for the second day of shooting. Oh, nice, and nice. Uh, so we made it work. It, it's just, you know, you have to be creative in the moment sometimes. And uh, I feel like uh, we did that. Uh, it was, it was a, a great team coming together at the end of the day. We wouldn't have been able to pull it together if we didn't have a, a really awesome cast and crew. That's for sure.
0: Did you score it?
2: I am scoring, uh, most of what you hear in the teasers is scored by me, but I do have uh, a couple other people that uh, are contributing music as well. Uh, actually, three other people that are contributing music, mostly because they had some good uh, good ideas and uh, were helping out with the production and want to be involved in, in the music part. So even though I think uh, most of the music will ultimately be my music, but it's good that we have a few other composers as well that, uh, that get the vibe of texas chainsaw massacre because believe it or not the music is actually quite tough to really nail down for for a texas chainsaw massacre Mm -hmm. film uh especially for somebody who's very very musical Mm -hmm. uh when you're very very musical you want to do all this really melodic stuff (laughs) and uh you know do a lot do overdo it basically whereas with texas chainsaw massacre when you listen to the score in the original it was just a lot of very or organic sounds that yeah. they put together, and it really, really worked. Uh, so I want—I don't want to copy it exactly, but at the same time, I don't want to lose that vibe, right. you know. So, yeah.
1: Well, well it, it, it's a prequel, so it, it was a lot more musical around the Sawyer's. Than, uh... <laughs> <Could be. laughs> they had the
2: radio playing far more often.
0: So this is gonna be your last one. Your last gonna do
2: fan any more? film, I think. I don't think I'll do another fan film, at least not for a while. i'll never say never but uh you know it's i just don't really have a lot of ideas for other properties i guess you would say Mm -hmm. other than star wars i mean if i could remake the prequels i would but man that would take a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean i have a bunch of other of my own original scripts piling up so i'd like to be able to produce some of those and Nice, and nice. uh before i tackle another fan film that's for sure but i do i do get messages all the time from people saying you know you got to make the sawyer massacre too. you haven't even seen the first one yet <laughs> and you're already talking about <laughs> making a second one you know so it's uh it, it's interesting uh i personally would would like to see somebody else make a sequel to my film i think that would be pretty cool i mean there's an eight-year gap between my film in the original and I think there is something to explore there but I would kind of like to see somebody else's interpretation yeah personally cool
0: (laughs) is your film very effect heavy or is it very story focused
2: I would say more so story it's very story focused it's really focused on the uh, story arc of the protagonist and how you know his encounter with Leatherface kind of uh, affects his story arc uh, essentially so and again, I won't get into details because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Uh, you might get a little something from uh, the synopsis that's that's on IMDb, and when we do release a full trailer, you'll you'll probably see that accented in a that synopsis accented in that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely very story driven, uh, for good. sure. That's
1: well, good. I mean, like I don't want to be presumptuous, but it's like I assume it's probably closer to the original. Whereas in the original, you don't see very much gore at all, right? People just infer that. Mm-hmm. And right. So if you're making a movie like that, that's amazing. I fucking love that. But are you worried at all about like the fan base that just expects Texas Chainsaw to just be a gore fest or whatever?
2: A little bit. I mean, I, I try not to worry about it because the, uh, the, at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. So there's gonna yeah. be there's gonna be certain people that see this movie are gonna say. Uh, that this movie was nowhere near as gory as i as i thought it was going to be your your trailers made it look bloody and all this stuff and you know my my response to that is did you really see that much blood in that trailer you know <laughs> right. in, any of the trailers did you really see that much uh again it's like the original you think you see more than you actually do right and i hope that we pull that off yes there is going to be maybe a tad more gore in some scenes but uh i mean a lot of the kills in our our in our film are are definitely uh more implied rather than shown so nice. Uh, nice i i think that's a powerful thing that when you can do it right anyways i think a lot of it has to be done right and i think we did pretty well with that you know again we'll see what the final product looks like we'll see what the audience reaction is like and all that kind of stuff but i feel like we did that fairly well so it's definitely a challenge, you know, because there, again, there's going to be some people that think it's not gory enough, and there's going to be other people that are going to say it's too gory. Yeah. And right. then there's going to be the audience that think he's got it just right, you know. And it's, you know, every it's different strokes for different folks, you know. Some people want to see it all. Some people want to have a lot left to the imagination, and I think we did a fairly good mix.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think you sh- don't worry about it. Cause you know, it's, it's just kind of how it is. People, people have an idea in their mind before they even see anything of how it should be. And then they will judge it based on it not being like they imagined. That's just part of it. I'm excited to see it, but something is missing. You're right.
1: The only yeah. real prequel was Leatherface to the original. And Dude, the less and, said was about was that. that really a well <laughs> prequel? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was pretty rough watching that movie. You know, and it, it made me feel like, should, especially when that movie was coming out, uh, when that movie came out, that was sort of just before I started reworking on, on my script again. So when that movie came out, I thought, okay, well, should I even bother the, with making my film ever again? You know, if, if we're working on this script ever again, but enough people told me I should. Uh, so I did but uh you know you you kind of wonder geez is it even worth it if 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 this is what people are going to expect from a prequel now you know i think uh, there's too much focus on getting into origins of of the family and stuff like that uh i don't know i i like the mystique Mm -hmm. i like to i think you should answer some things but also create more mystique you know uh you know cre- you know don't write the characters exactly like they were in the original we did definitely take i def- definitely took some risks with some uh, some of the characters like some mm-hmm. of the known characters from the original uh they're not exactly the same as you would expect for that, that, that they were in the original so even leatherface is a little different in, in our film grandpa like i said he talks in, in mm-hmm. our film he's got some dialogue he's still very old and he can barely get the words out but you know what little he does say uh, holds a lot of context, and it, it definitely is meant to make you think. Even the little bit that you hear in in our um, in our Indiegogo teasers says a lot without saying a lot, and I think that that was kind of important to me.
1: Well, that's super cool because it's like you're if you're eight years before the original, of course they're going to be fucking different, right? Like mm-hmm. a bunch of sh- a bunch yeah. of stuff happens in between there as characters, right? So
2: exactly. One thing I did do though was read the original script i was able to find the original uh, texas chainsaw massacre script online and i was reading the character details i was reading because they they used to write like long details like full almost full pages on the character when they were when they're introduced now you hardly ever see that now it's like a couple sentences maybe and that's <clears> it um but i was reading some of these characters and it, it just it sparked some ideas on how how i figured they actually should be uh, before that, uh, eight years earlier. Oh, so, yeah, I did my research. <laughs> I, 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 really, yeah, I really wanted to feel like it was authentic. So,
0: what did you think of the new Texas? There the latest Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Did you, did you watch that?
2: I did, and I've, I have kind of voiced my opinion on it. It's not the worst one in the franchise. <laughs> by alone, but I, 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 just, and keep in mind, I really only like the original. I right. really only like the original film and uh, you know, there's certain films that I like more than others, but uh, at the end of the day, the original is the only one that really does it for me. And I think mm-hmm. I, I, again, I, I think that uh, this, that the new film did some, some good things, but uh, it did itself a bit of a disservice um, filming in Bulgaria. That was an issue for me. And it was pretty blatant that they were filming on a set it the yeah. set looked really really bad in my opinion it reminded me of like an, an old western movie you know and and back in the 50s and 60s that 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 was what they had that it, it was the budget they had and they it worked well for those films but i think in 2022 those kind of hollywood sets don't work mm-hmm. uh it didn't for me it was a it was pretty obvious that that was a set and it, it t- kind of took me out of it um the characters were really kind of unlikable. I wanted to like, you know, I want to, I want to root for the characters. I don't want to root for Leatherface. I want to root for the characters. Right. And uh, so that I'm actually kind of terrified when they actually get killed, you know, that's, that's, that's important to me Mm -hmm. is to create some characters that you're actually going to like and hope they make it out and actually kind of disturbed when they get mangled in some sort of way. Uh, So it's not essentially about how gory the kill is it's about oh my god this person that we've you know grown to love in this film is just getting you know butchered now and Mm -hmm. it's you know you're sad for that and you're kind of terrified for that person um so i wish i had liked the characters more it was really one thing that i really liked about it though was the fact that we actually got to see leatherface have a chainsaw massacre I mean that's something that hey, that's something that we can even say the original didn't really Mm -hmm. have very much of. I mean, only one character got killed by a chainsaw in the original. Yeah, we see, you know, the guy on the table get cut up, but it's it's after it's an after-the-fact kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of chainsaw chasing and stuff like that, but only Mm -hmm. one character actually got killed with the chainsaw in the original and all those other films, like there was hardly any chainsaw kills in, in a lot of these other films that, uh in the, in the franchise. So, you know, that was one thing they delivered. They put the mass in massacre and <laughs> there was a lot of chainsaw <laughs> kills. You know, <laughs> So uh, that's great, but it's, it's uh, I, I, at the same time, it's not, it wasn't scary because, because I didn't feel anything for those characters. You know, I didn't, I, I think I need to feel something for those characters and, uh, you know, I wish I had. I wish I'd liked the characters more.
1: <laughs> well, that's an excellent point, and it's like it's it's like we've gotten to that point with pretty much all those classic slasher characters, like Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, all those guys. It's like they've become such icons that the showcase is more around the kills, and <laughs> so now we're rooting for the uh, the the killers, which is in the opposite of what it's supposed to be, what it originally was intended to be, right? And and so that's why they don't focus on the characters like you're saying they that they should like we should be worried more about making these characters likable or or, or at least relatable or something so that we do feel that impact when they die right that last texas chainsaw they made oh, most of those main characters just completely contemptible so that it's like you're cheering when they're getting massacred right mm. right
2: yeah I can agree with that. But I think I I think that's a problem with uh with uh, the modern horror audience to an extent is they want to cheer. The the younger crowd want to cheer for the the killer. Uh, and I don't know, I I personally don't don't want to cheer for the killer um but i find myself cheering for the killer when i watch these films and, and that's ultimately why i i don't like a lot of modern horror that's <laughs> yeah. i want to uh, root for the victims you know mm-hmm. i want to gen- genuinely feel something for mm-hmm. these characters and um uh, but i i guess i'm a little old now i don't know it's, <laughs> younger, all the younger kids out there just you know they want to see lots of kills and that's great and lots of gore it's you know it's one lots of kills is one thing but lots of gore is, is another thing so uh again it makes me hard to judge what i should have done with my film you know be, because you know i know that the modern audience wants lots of gore and lots of kills and but there's still that part of me as as a uh, fan of the original that wants to hold back and be subtle and uh and uh hopefully there is a good marriage in our film of both of those things but uh uh you know again you can't please everybody <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah you can't just make the movie you want to make yep. the rest we'll exactly. get over it we'll some like people
2: it. will like it some people will hate it and that's fine you know,
0: I'm, I'm expecting to like it a lot actually
2: well, <laughs> i hope you do i really again you know i really hope you do but uh it won't be for everybody you know oh. it won't be for everybody some people just want to see certain they want to see certain things you know and it, it's amazing how many times i get to Messages from people or or comments from people saying, "Where's Chop Top?" You know, it's a, he was a popular character from Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't realize just how popular he was until I started working on this film, um, because I didn't have no Chop Top in my in my film. I didn't I I personally didn't really care much for the character. You know, I understand a lot of people do, but to me, he was just too cartoony. I, I didn't uh, really believe that this character could really exist whereas you know with the characters from the original like the Hitchhiker and Leatherface and everybody it's like you you almost you felt like these were real people. So mm. I just want to stick with uh, with those original characters and expand a little bit, but uh, you know I I want to avoid any characters that I felt uh, to me weren't authentic. So a but plus, I understand uh, you know up was
1: over over in, uh nom anyway so you can yeah, have that's that excuse <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. We can still say he was in NOM. In 65. Yeah. the the Vietnam War had more or less just started. And you could say he was in Nam at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't please those people, that's for sure. And I, I, I understand, you know, he's got a fan base, but uh, don't expect to see him in my film. Don't expect to see a lot of <laughs> sequel characters in my film you won't see Matthew McConaughey's character from the- Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. No Renee Zellweger either. I'm sure. No Renee Darn Zellweger it. either. <laughs> I think
0: I think there are enough fans of the original. I think I think your mm-hmm. your your film has a really good shot because every time a new a new one comes out hear all about it every time they make a new one.
2: I agree. I think uh, uh I think there is definitely a fan base for it. Uh, at the same time, I know that the fan base is very, very skeptical because they feel like they've been burned so many times. And, you know, I, I've, I've received several, again, several messages, comments saying that there's no point in me doing what I'm doing because you'll never recapture lightning in a bottle like the original did. And, and uh, you know, my answer to that is no, I can't recapture what the original did. And I'm not going to try to recapture what the original did, but I think we can capture our, our very own lightning in a bottle. And create something special and I think we did you know even though we we struggled it was a it you know on day one it looked like we were I felt like we were being sabotaged if I'm being honest with you with the the vehicles uh uh, the picture vehicles not uh, being ready and not having what we needed and uh, you know uh, a lot of people ghosted us on set uh Mm -hmm. like our transportation coordinator actually was somebody that ghosted us we never heard from this person ever again I won't mention names, but, you know, we Mm -hmm. had somebody booked for it to be to coordinate transportation. A lot of the cast was waiting at their their home to be picked Mm. up. And we had to get we actually had ended up getting our Leatherface actor, Scotty Parkin, to pick up half the cast because. Oh, no way. I know. And so, I mean, he was lucky he wasn't needed to Mm -hmm. film that day, but he was on set, luckily. So we uh, like, Scotty, can you go pick these people up? Because we need them, and so we were really late shooting and everything, because we were ghosted by transportation coordinator and uh, and not just her, we were ghosted by a few people. So uh, right. it it was what it was, and we had bad weather working against us. It it, it felt it felt like sabotage, but uh, honestly, I don't, I I probably would have given up had the cast and crew not been super positive, and just been like, we've got this, we've got this the whole time. And after we made it through that first day and that it, what should have been an easy first day of filming was we barely got it done in time. You, know, it, it came to that after that, you know, I, I felt like, okay, throw what you got at us. You know, we will, mm-hmm. we will handle it. We can <laughs> handle it. We were able to make it through this today. We can handle whatever you got in the future. And, uh, you know, we did, we did, of course we had to make some sacrifices, but, uh, we made it through, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of the cast and crew that I that uh, I worked with because it was not easy.
0: The more of these interviews we do, the more it seems that that's a pretty normal occurrence to just it be is. ghosted <laughs> for, by people who claim they really, really want to be in the production.
2: Yeah, and, it happens. It's, yeah. It's, I think it's happened on more or less every film I've done, even, even some short films, even people that were getting paid a decent wage, and, you know, it's, it's weird. That yeah I think people are reliable and and then you just don't hear from them so uh, I'm just glad that the people that were reliable were on our set were really reliable when do
0: you think you'll be finished with your film?
2: uh like I said, it's more than halfway through the uh the uh editing process it's still it's it'll still need sound design though mind you but uh uh we believe we're we're gonna be uh it's gonna be completed by around mid august and uh, the premiere is set for august 26th in austin and release it on youtube in early october
0: that is great i didn't know it was going to be so soon
1: awesome Mm -hmm.
2: are you doing like an actual premiere like in a theater yeah it's a it's a it's a theater in the austin film school actually they have a big theater there and uh they are actually just letting us use it for free which is which is really awesome just for some some plugs here and there and uh you know, some promo stuff, uh, that we're going to do for them. Uh, and so, I mean, that's, uh, that's awesome. It really saves us, uh, money to, for setting up a premiere. I mean, I just have to travel there cause I'm from Western Canada. So that's, that'll be my biggest expenses traveling there. And a few other people have to travel from, from, uh, certain areas to be there, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, we're excited for it it'll be exciting to see it on the big screen mm-hmm. and exactly. we have got tickets to the premiere on our indiegogo campaign uh vip tickets and uh and general admission uh so anybody that's in the in the texas in texas or austin area um yeah go get some tickets august 26th in austin
0: This is the number one place for macabre cults, classics, and horrors. For synopsis, reviews, and news, go to macabre.com. Thank you for listening. Signing out. Until the next one.